hi there. It's Kirk here, uh, Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute. Um, uh, reach out to me if you want. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page, Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute, and uh, please like it. Uh, please uh, like and share this video. Um, subscribe so you don't miss any riveting content. Uh, and so one of the reasons that I that I'm passionate about this is that I have seen um, really the writing on the wall and the decline that we've been seeing in pastoral ministry. And a lot of it is because pastors have not been given the tools to guard against some of the things. Now, some of it is just unforeseen. Um, but at the same time, with the increase of awareness of mental health, uh, there is a, a, you know, a, a shining light on what we can do to help. And so I posted an article on the Facebook page, Five Shocking Realities About the Real State of Pastor Burnout. And one of the reasons that, that I am encouraged to encouraging you is this is a recent article from April of this year. So um, again, taking some information from the Barna Group, and actually I believe this gentleman actually talked to uh, to Dave Kenneman from Barna, who's been doing a lot of research in these things. And, and so I think it's important for us. Now, I, I, I hesitate because I feel like all that we do sometimes is talking about the negative, the negative, the negative. My area of expertise and work is how do we shift that, right? How do we give, give pastors the tools and congregations the tools to help holistically build up the pastor in love in Ephesians chapter four. That's our job to build one another up in love. But how do we do that in a practical way? Well, it starts with understanding the problem, right? You have to know the problem in order for you to understand the solution. And so what I propose is that, that pastors can start guarding themselves using some of the tools that I have created uh, through my studies, and they can understand how they can actually do things uh, and notice things. That's the big thing is noticing things um, that make you feel encouraged, affirmed, uh, that you find genuine care, you feel optimistic about the future, uh, you know, you feel that you actually want to be friend friendly to people, uh, and things like that. You feel like you can make decisions, you feel <laughs> all these things. And so often we focus um, easily on all the negative um, and that's easy, especially in the helping professions. There's a lot of negative stuff that happens. And it's really just not neg so much negative, just trauma and, and life that people are dealing with and problems. And so I just want to uh, go over this article. And we'll talk about the reality, the state of things, and look at some ways that maybe we can shift the paradigm and help pastors be healthier. So five shocking realities about the real state of pastor burnout. So in 2015, 72% of pastors say they felt very satisfied with their jobs as pastors. That's in 2015. Fast forward seven years later in 2022, just 52% of pastors were very satisfied with their job as a pastor. And that's interesting. So Barna Group uh, denoted five areas that we're going to cover briefly, um, in particular that have seen these significant drops in how pastors are feeling about their work. So the first one is just pastors' overall well-being has taken a hit. And that's whole, whole being, right? It's emotional, it's physical, it's spiritual, it's mental. So these are things that we need to understand that, that there's been a lot that has happened that is causing this. And, and this 
um, predates COVID. I want us to understand that this trend has been going down. Uh, that first was 2015, and now we're seven years later. Yeah, COVID's in the middle of that, and that does play a factor, but we can't blame everything on COVID. But in just seven years, pastors report excellence um, in their spiritual well-being that has dropped from 37% feeling excellent spiritually to 14%. Now, these are the guys that are supposed to be helping you grow spiritually. If they're only feeling good spiritually, 14% of them, we got a challenge, right? Physical well-being fell from 24% to 9%. I blame that on DoorDash. No, but <laughs> but I think that's a, something that we really need to understand. You know, steward care is one of those things. I did a podcast on steward care. Maybe I'll do a video cast of it too. But the, but the idea is that, that we're supposed to uh, steward what God has given to us. Every pastor would say, I need to take care of my congregation. I need to care for them. And they spend hours doing that and they neglect themselves. God has given you yourself to take care of as well. So you got to steward that well. Listen, the reason I'm not a big fan of self-care is because if self is the problem, self can't be the solution. So mental and emotional health plummeted from 39% to 11% that they feel excellent emotionally. That's tough. Overall quality of life went from 42% to 18%. No work-life balance is what that's telling you. Level of respect they felt from the community went from 22% to 10%. Now, again, there's some factors involved in this. Um, you know, the, the non-trust of government, the non-trust of, of churches, churches that, that maybe uh, struggled during COVID because they just didn't know what to do. So some closed, some just defied the government. And, you know, and so I just think that, that there was a lot of tension there. And, and again, the, the challenge is the communities were not looking to the churches and the churches um, were not, you know, helping the communities. Uh, and so again, I'm not putting that pressure on the, the pastor, but it's just the reality of how things are. And level of true friends, as they call it, dropped from 50% uh, to 17%. Um, and so, or it went from 34%, so it dropped uh, 50%. So it went from 34% down to 17%. Now, a lot of pastors struggle having true friends. There's some factors for that. Um, most pastors want to be friends with everybody. It's difficult to have really true friends in, in the church. And so there's some challenges there and there's some safeguards. It's not necessarily the best idea always to have really close friends as church members, um, but I've seen it done. It's, 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 it's rare. Uh, but I think that there's just, that's the reality that there's an isolation of pastors that is happening. Um, and that's just wrecking their mental health and their spiritual well-being and even their desire to want to serve their congregation. So number two thing that was mentioned is pastors' confidence in their calling has is plummeting. And this is important for us because this is a calling from God. You realize that God has appointed you to be a pastor um, and it's a high calling. And often that calling is what keeps you going. And we know that, that this is what I am supposed to do. And if, if you don't feel that, or if you don't know that for sure, um, when, when times gets tough, it's difficult. And so we see, and I'll mention this a little bit more, that younger pastors are getting burnout quickly and leaving the ministry. Why? Because they can just reset and start over. Us old guys who have been doing ministry for so many years, there's nothing else we can do. So we find our mental health, if it's struggling, it's like, I have no way out. What else am I going to do? I have been a, a pastor for all these years. 
and, and I don't have the skills that the world is looking for. Uh, by the way, resumes to the world when you say pastor for 20 years, not something that necessarily they're looking for. Uh, but in 2016, 53% of pastors say they were very satisfied with their current church. Today, only 38% say that they're satisfied with their current church. In a similar vein, in 2015, 66% of pastors said they felt more confident in their calling into ministry than they did when they first started the ministry. Today, only 35% of pastors say they feel more confident about their calling than when they started. Now, again, a lot of factors has happened that has caused that. Uh, besides COVID, there's just been a lack of trust uh, with scandals in the church and whatnot. And, and so people question the pastors a lot more. Mega churches have come on the scene, and a lot of times they suck up people. And so you find your church in decline, and so you don't feel as satisfied in your calling as you once did. The third thing is pastor burnout has reached a five-alarm fire is what it's saying. So an astonishing 40% of pastors now show a high risk of burnout. Now check this out. That's almost 400% more than 2015 when that number was just 11%. This is rapidly uh, affecting our pastors. And so we need to really pay attention. And, and the risk of burnout is really uh, hitting the, the young people. Um, a lot, the young pastors. Uh, you know, here's the thing. You, you're a pastor. You go, I'm going to go serve the Lord. I'm going to love people, and they're going to love me, and they're going to receive Jesus and live their lives for it. That's not how it works. You get there, and people are like, I don't like the way you preached. I don't like that song you picked. I don't like that Bible study. Hey, you moved, you moved something that would that you let somebody else sit in my chair or my pew. You know, these are just weird things that people do. But number four, young pastors and women are being hit the hardest. The young pastors, this is the latest research, that they have the deeper struggle. Only 35% of pastors under the age of 45 are very satisfied with their vocation as a pastor, compared to 58% of those who are 45 or older. And I, the last uh, two, or two uh, uh, podcasts ago, I mentioned how uh, that five years right out of seminary is kind of the, a lot of them are quitting the ministry. So those are some important things to pay attention to. 52% um, of male pastors say they are just as confident about their calling as when they started. Only 42% of women express the same confidence. Even more alarming is that 40% of all pastors are at a high risk of burnout. 51% of women in church leadership and 50 pastors, 50% of pastors under 45 are at a high risk of burnout. Only 36% of pastors over 45 are at a high risk of burnout. Now, some of the things that we need to understand, why is this? Well, there's life experience. Sometimes it's life in the ministry. But I will tell you, if you've been in the ministry and you're over 45, if you've been in the ministry for 20 plus years, as have I, almost 30 years now, you've seen a shift and a difference in in how people treat one another in the church, how they treat the pastor, how important their religious life and their spiritual life is. And the work has gotten extremely, um, well, it lacks reward uh, like it used to. It used to be, oh, great, look, if people love the Lord, nah, I don't really care that much. And then the fifth thing is the pastors just are not feeling supported. Um, they never felt that. And some of it is that they don't ever receive uh, personal or spiritual support. Neither do they find a network of peers. They don't find a mentor. Some of them are afraid to go to counseling, and they probably need to. In 2015, only 37% of pastors answered that they received the kind of support that they need several times a month. In 2022, 
only 22% of pastors said they, they had any regular support. Again, we're talking um, emotional and spiritual support. And if we just want to drill that down a little further, only 11% of pastors said that they went to a professional counselor, 8% saw a therapist, and only 13% saw, sought out a spiritual advisor. So fully, 63% of pastors said they never sought out any sort of support at all. Now, here's the alarming thing. If half our pastors are getting ready for burnout and they're not seeking the help, what does that say? What's going to happen? Uh, when asked what, how pastors recharge, 76% of the pastors said they spend time with family. 72% said they just got rest or they slept. 66% said they prayed. Only 25% of the pastors said that they sought out things that inspired them, while 20% said they went to counseling or therapy. Um, and it's important for us to note, yeah, praying is great. You know, spending time with family is great. Uh, praying is definitely great. We don't want to negate those things. But we're, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a recharge charging that happens if you have a hobby you can go like for me i like to go play golf you know go play golf go work out do something right that just for a while just for a little while just get you to breathe differently you're not thinking so much listen um as a pastor i want to let you know people know my cell phone number if something happens and they need me they can get a hold of me and so it's not like i'm turning it off completely uh, but so we need to understand that the pastors need that hobby. They need that time away where they can just relax and be themselves um, and not feel like they have to be solving the crisis that is currently invading their thoughts. Most pastors continue to isolate themselves from any real help. So the problem is this, and I like this quote, so I'm going to read it verbatim because I really appreciate it. The problem with this, that they isolate themselves, is that solitude is a gift from God, but isolation is a tool of the enemy. And so what do we do, right? What do we do? Well, as a church member, if you're watching this as a church member, pray for your pastor first and foremost. I encourage you to find out, you know, truly check in how they're doing. When you're thanking them for what they do, be specific. Man, I really liked what you said. Uh, this really helped me. Or, you know, find out what their hobby is. See how you can support that. Uh, find out what they like to do. Find what their favorite beverage is or their favorite meal. Give them a gift certificate or something. Just simple things like that actually make a big difference. Also, if you're a pastor, um, I want to encourage you to pause and say, you know, what are pa what are what are people doing? Is everything negative? Because um, that's what we focus on. And so, um, if you want, uh, go over to you know Pastors Positive Mental Health Facebook, or you can even message me in the comments of this. If you want the Pastors Positive Mental Health Toolkit, it's just a one sheet thing. It's just a check in that I encourage people to do on a regular basis. When you do it often, it's just kind of something that's a natural rhythm of your life. You notice things of how people are acting and how they're behaving that maybe you didn't notice before. This last week, the kids in our church were awesome and they were participating in the service. And so I saw that and that was wonderful to see. It wasn't just butts in the pews that made me happy. It was the it was how they were participating in the service. And, and you know, so I think that it's one of, some of those things that we need to pause and go, okay, what is really happening? And so again, I've created tools for that. It kind of goes through all the different six components of positive mental health. And we realize that, that the, the components of positive mental health combat those 
components of negative mental health. And so if we're struggling with these things, we also need to have the tools to combat those things. We will struggle with negative mental health. We will struggle all the time because anxiety, stress, work-life balance, ambiguous job expectations, all these things plague us. And then on top of it, we're just insecure people and, and we want to do a job for the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you, reach out to me. Again, go to the Facebook page, Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute. Uh, send me a message. You can email me, drtriplett, T-R-I-P-L-E-T-T-P-M-H at gmail.com. Please like, share, and subscribe. And together, let's help the church flourish.